0: What is up, guys? This is Jen Faye here with the first episode of the Backyard Buckets podcast. Um, this is not going to be, you know, an official, super formal podcast. It's kind of just going to be thoughts while I'm on the go. I'm currently in the car right now just recording this on my phone. So it's not going to be anything fancy. Um, I just feel like I need an outlet or a place where I can just kind of talk. Um, obviously, I have my YouTube channel where I get a lot of my thoughts out, but this can be more of a long-form, sort of just off-the-cuff podcast where I can kind of just go into my thoughts about certain topics, my experiences, and then I also want to bring on you know, some of my former teammates, friends, uh, pretty much anyone that I think can provide some sort of value um, to me and also, obviously, to whoever is listening. So, I kind of want this podcast to just be free-flowing, I'm not sure how often I'm going to do it, but... I'm super excited to kind of just introduce myself and, uh, you know, just kind of tell you guys my story. I feel like, you know, I have a YouTube video on it again, but I do the vlog stuff in the YouTube, so it kind of might be not as uh, put together. So I feel like just having a place where I can really just go, talk, tell a story, um, you know, give my tips, my advice on specific subjects in a longer form, um, it's going to be really, really beneficial for me and hopefully for you guys that are listening. So... Uh, I'm going to make this one pretty short, and this is the only episode I promise that will probably be more centered around me and my story. Again, my goal is to always try and provide you guys some sort of value, tips, something that you can apply to your life, your game. Uh, obviously, mostly around basketball, but you know, a lot of the tips that I give around basketball can be applied to almost any area in life. So that's going to be the goal with this, but for this episode, I'm just going to give you guys a little backstory on me. And then uh, for the rest of the episodes here on out, they will be, you know, to provide you guys with some uh, actionable um, advice. So where do we begin? I grew up in Long Island, New York, specifically Nassau County, a small town called Limbrook. I grew up playing basketball. I grew up playing actually multiple sports. I grew up playing basketball, soccer. Uh, I got into volleyball a little bit. And uh, softball. So basketball and softball were always my, my two main sports that I played, you know, on a travel teams for, and, you know, traveled out of the state, went to tournaments, all that kind of stuff. So basketball always did have the uh, upper hand for me a little bit. I will say that. But growing up in Long Island, you know, there was lots of opportunities to play sports. Um, even from a young age, I was playing Little League Baseball at one point, uh, not just playing softball. I didn't join the softball team, actually, until I got to high school. Um, So I played baseball with the boys for a while. I grew up, most of my friends were guys, you know, so I was always going to the park, playing pickup with them, riding our bikes around town. Like, that's literally what I was. um, And that's what I did when I was younger. All we did was play sports, whether it was hockey, street hockey, um, you know, football, everything. So I definitely have an athletic background, and I just love, you know, hanging out, playing sports, even to this day, uh, whether it's, you know, competitively on a team, or it's just for fun. So, that was my, you know, upbringing as a child uh, centered around basketball and softball. I ended up going to Limburg High School for a year. My freshman year I spent there, played on the varsity basketball team. Um, actually, as an eighth grader, I played varsity too, but uh, freshman year, obviously, was on the varsity team. Um, and we actually had a pretty good team that year, but I ended up tearing my ACL at the end of my freshman year of high school. Um, so I had to, it was at the end of the season, so playoffs. Season ended, and I had to recover all summer. I had to get surgery. If you guys know ACL injuries, you know you know the deal with those. It's about a year-long recovery. But in that time of getting surgery and throughout that summer, um, I ended up actually making a huge decision, which was to transfer high schools. So I decided to leave Limburg High School and go to a high school, a private high school, Catholic high school, in New York City, in Brooklyn, New York, called Nazareth Regional Academy. Um, so I ended up transferring there, and the reason I did this was because the the team was just a lot better in terms of the competition that I was going to be playing. Um, I also happened to be playing on the coach's AAU team that was from that high school, so it was just a better environment and a better, oh yeah, better surroundings for me to get recruited and end up playing in college, so by freshman year, I knew I wanted to play college basketball, and In order to get recruited, you need to put yourself in a situation where coaches are going to be able to find you. So as much as I loved going to Limburg High School, all my friends were there. I loved the girls on the team. Um, the, The setting just was not going to get me to my end goal because of the lack of competition within the league itself. And just basketball wasn't, you know, like the main sport there. So obviously every high school has its one or two sports that are really, really focused on and get all the attention. And girls basketball wasn't really that. So in order for me to really broaden my opportunities and to do what would be best for me long-term, my parents actually made the decision. I don't even wanna say I did because if it was just up to me, I don't think I would have transferred. Being a freshman in high school and leaving your school and your friends behind um, wasn't something that I really wanted to do. I couldn't really see the long-term benefits in the moment. So for me, I didn't really wanna do that, but my parents were the ones that knew looking long term that this would be the best option for me and I thank them so much now uh, because I really resented them for it at first. I did not want to go to a new school like I said Um, but looking back now that was ultimately the best decision that I ever could have made in terms of getting me to where I am today. So ended up spending my sophomore, junior, senior year, graduated from Nazareth Um, and then by junior year you know, I was pretty healthy again in terms of my knee injury. It takes you about a year to get back, and then that first year playing is a little bit iffy. You're still, you know, trying to find your way back, but ended up, um, yeah, getting recruited uh, out of my junior year. I was playing for Exodus New York City, who is now an EYBL, Nike EYBL team. We weren't sponsored when uh, I was on the team, but I was surrounded by, you know, a lot of Division One players. I think over 70% of the players that uh, I played with in my three years three or four years of the part of being part of the exodus team all went division one some names uh in my class specifically the ones that went to nazareth we had yaz belk who went to georgetown bianca cuevas moore who was a mcdonald's all-american uh point guard for us and she ended up going to south carolina so that's probably the name that you guys will hear the most um sophia roma who started at wagner and then transferred to duke and then we had uh Chaclasia brown also Went to Charleston, and those were just the five seniors in my class. But there was lots of younger players also that I'm not going to name them all that also went D1. I know it was B- VCU, Detroit, uh, plenty of schools that uh, you know we sent those kids out to Division one schools. So you know the school was just a prominent name. My junior year, we were ranked uh, top top ten, I believe, in the ESPN rankings for high school. High schools. We traveled out to Arizona to play. We traveled out to California. So it was a very competitive setting, and uh, you know, right off the bat, I definitely didn't. I wasn't one of the better players, right? So my sophomore, junior year, I really had to work to uh, improve my game um, and to get healthy and to get fit again, uh, which I didn't really ever get fit until college. But um, yeah, so that was pretty much the story. Uh, and then junior, senior year, you know, playing with all those talented players. Coaches are coming to those games left and right during the summer, right? Every coach in the country, in terms of a bigger school, is coming to see Bianca. But the problem is, this is what people don't realize. Not all those coaches are going to get Bianca, right? So there's some schools that, you know, might go to our games, and they're not looking for Bianca. They're looking for the next best kid or the third best kid on that team. Because the third best kid on the really, really good team is going to be better than a lot of kids that they already have. So I think that's the secret Um, to understanding that it's okay to not be the best player on your AAU team. I'll do a whole separate episode on this, but uh, in my opinion, I think Bianca and Yaz and Sophie, all my teammates that were high-caliber players helped me earn my scholarship. It wasn't just what I was doing on the court. It was who I was surrounded by because if coaches see that you're playing at such a competitive level um, and that you're playing against the best of the best – they know that you can compete at their level also. They don't have any uncertainties about you. So I think that was huge. Um, I ended up getting, I had about at least 20 offers or so, um, but I kind of was picky with it once I started to be able to. Obviously, you can't really be picky if you don't have a lot of offers, but everything was mid-major for the most part. Um, I did not want to stay in New York, so that kind of narrowed down a lot of my schools because a lot of my interest was local. But I did not want to stay on Long Island. I did not want to stay in New York. Uh, So I ended up actually committing to Quinnipiac University, um, which is in Connecticut. So it's honestly not that much further away than New York anyway. But I just knew I wanted to get away a little bit. And at the time, my parents actually retired from their jobs and they were relocating down to North Carolina. So it was going to be far away. So I realized that when I left for summer school to go to Quinnipiac, uh, now my new home was in North Carolina. So going home wasn't really that much of an option in terms of flexibility to be able to drive and whatnot. So um, I definitely got the, you know, away from home experience. But I got to Quinnipiac my freshman year. Um, We had a really, really good senior class. We had five seniors who were veterans and just led the way. Their leadership was unbelievable. Kind of took, uh, it was four freshmen, so it was me and three other players who they took us under their wing and showed us the ropes, showed us how, you know, Quinnipiac basketball, what was supposed to be done, what was expected. And uh, I learned so much that freshman year. Um, And I learned how mentally weak I really was. Um, I came in there trying to cut corners and, you know, thinking that I you know was entitled to something which I wasn't and it's not that I came in and I was cocky or anything like that but I didn't know what toughness was and I didn't know how to how to earn people's respect right just because I was you know talented and I could play pickup I didn't realize all the extra work that went into being a college basketball player and to being a successful one for that for that matter So the conditioning stuff killed me. The summer was brutal. Um, The running and everything, and I didn't take my diet seriously, none of that. So it was a tough transition for me, if I'm being completely honest. There were days where I was like, I don't know if I can do this, right? Like there were days where I contemplated, and I hated going to the weight room. I hated uh, doing the running. I always loved playing pickup. That's how most kids are, right? We love playing the games, but we don't really appreciate all the extra work, and we don't really realize the impact that it has. On our game, So if that was freshman year, I did get a little bit of playing time, you know, probably average like 10 minutes a game or so, um, but I learned so much. So that year was so important for me to just be able to settle in, uh, get to know everybody, get to know the system, the coaches, what was expected of me, and then especially what I needed to work on. So after freshman year, I went home. That summer, though, I came back in August for summer school, going to be a sophomore, and I actually had another knee injury that happened in a pickup game. So that was pretty unfortunate. Um, I tore my other ACL now, so uh, I had to sit out the entire following year, which was kind of a bummer because I had felt like I had put in a ton of work that summer in terms of, you know, getting in shape and just getting to where I wanted to be and then to have an injury like that during pickup, not even, you know, a real game or practice or anything, was super unfortunate. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. I definitely do believe that. So I ended up sitting out that year, and I think what I took from my year sitting out was that um, I learned how to be more of a coach on the sidelines and to see the game through a different perspective. So not just me out there playing and seeing what I was doing wrong or what, you know, but seeing everything from a bigger picture, a different lens. I think it made me a smarter basketball player. Um, I was able to really start to articulate my thoughts to the coaches, to my teammates, um, in a way that I had never really you know, done before. Because when you're playing, of course you're worried about yourself. You're worried about your teammates too, obviously. But you just don't, you don't see everything from the outside lens. So that's what I was able to do. And I was trying to take some positives away from obviously setting out an entire season. Thankfully, I was able to get my year back. So my junior year was the year that everything happened and everything kind of came together. Um, you know, I was feeling pretty good off my injury. I eased my way into the season. We had a really, really good team. A lot of experience in the junior and senior class. And uh, we actually ended up winning our conference tournament. And then we went to the NCAA tournament and got our first NCAA tournament win um, versus Marquette. We played at Miami, so it was a neutral site. We were a 12 seed. They were a 5 seed. And uh, it was unbelievable, the experience, just flying down to Marquette, the excitement, to Marquette, sorry, to Miami to play Marquette. The excitement was just unbelievable. Um, and going down there, being confident, and we end up winning that game when we weren't supposed to, right? We were the Cinderella team who went in there, beat Marquette, a team who had probably never heard of us. This is Quinnipiac University, a school that not many people had heard of down there in Miami. We end up going into that second round game, we're playing Miami at Miami on their home floor, and we take them down too. So I'm not gonna lie, that was definitely the highlight of my college basketball career, and there were plenty of them, but nothing beats the moment of uh, hearing the buzzer the buzzer sound for both the Marquette game and then especially the Miami game. It was like, you know, we were just in awe. Um, And we had no doubt in our minds that we could get it done. Don't get me wrong. We didn't go into those games saying, oh, there's no way we're going to win because if we had had that mindset, there's no way we were going to pull it off. After we beat Marquette, we were fully convinced that we were going to go shock the world again, and that's exactly what we did, so... That experience in itself was unbelievable, making history all over ESPN, all over TV, um, and just, you know, getting the Quinnipiac name out there, exposure, and uh, we were just on top of the world at that point. We ended up going back to Quinnipiac for a couple days before the Sweet 16. So that's before the Sweet 16 games. We flew out to uh, um, Stockton, California, and we ended up playing South Carolina, the eventual NCAA champions. out in Stockton, and we obviously, we did not win that game, but at that point, we had done more than we had set out to do, and uh, we were just going to give it our all, and you know, even though we lost that game, I don't think anybody was unhappy with the way that the season ended, because making history was unbelievable, just a moment that that team will, will share forever, without a doubt, and something that I'll never forget, the feeling of it is just, like... Moving forward, that's just a feeling that every player should want to achieve, and you just you don't know what it feels like until you get it. So for me, it was just such an exciting time, and I think for all of us, it really brings us together. That that specific team. So senior year, um, we actually get back to the NCAA tournament. Um, Fast forwarding now, we end up playing Miami again in the first round. So you know what? How coincidental that was. Not sure if that was staged or set up. But this time, the game is taking place at UConn. So we're an hour down the road um, at UConn playing Miami. So it's pretty cool, though, because we get a lot of our fans able to travel up. We're only an hour away from UConn. So we have the place packed. Uh, I think more people were obviously cheering for us. I think we have the UConn fans on our side. We end up beating Miami again for the second year in a row um so we really had their number for those two years and then we end up playing UConn in the second round and you know think we weren't as lucky as the year before um uh, but we only lost by like 25 and I'll say that to this day uh you know the team before us that played UConn had lost by 100 so for us to lose by 25 I'm okay with that uh but we yeah we gave it our all and it was still a great year you know made it to the tournament won a game uh, obviously, would've loved to get back to the Sweet Sixteen, but you know it is what it is we We did our best the following year. So this is my last year, this is my red shirt year. So uh, I am now a fifth year senior, and we do end up winning our third straight Mac tournament title. And we end up heading out to Syracuse University to play against South Dakota State, another mid-major school who was very similar to us. And this was different for us because we were used to going in as the the big-time underdog, right? The big underdog that wasn't supposed to win, uh, nothing to lose, like all that. But this time, we're playing against a team that's pretty much the same caliber as us in terms of they have the same record. They've earned their way to the NCAA tournament. They're an underdog as well. And this was a game that could have gone either way. And uh we didn't have we didn't have our A game that day. We fought hard but we ended up dropping that first game. And uh that was the end of my uh Division One basketball career there. But all in all, I just am so thankful that Quinnipiac was the school that I chose to go to. The relationships that I have formed Um, with not just my teammates, but my coaches and professors and just the community in general has been one that's just unmatched and that will you know, hopefully last forever. And this past year, I had the opportunity to complete my master's degree and get my uh, master's in secondary education. And I student taught at the local middle school, which is Hamden Middle School in Connecticut. And I was really able to tie my basketball affiliation into the community by teaching students who lived, you know, maybe around the block from Quinnipiac and were able to now get involved and come to the games. And they had a reason to go to Quinnipiac games because I was still also working as a graduate assistant with a team. So whenever I wasn't, at school teaching, I would be at practice. So this was an opportunity for me to also start to learn, um, you know, some of the aspects of coaching and to see everything from not a player's perspective but being on the coaching side of things. So being in staff meetings, helping on scouts, and just learning and picking the coach's brains about recruiting and all this kind of stuff because at this point, I did not want to play overseas. I had a few offers, but I was ready to hang up, hang up the uh, sneakers and, you know, move on to a coaching role Um, So last year or this past year was an awesome opportunity for me to just learn and to just kind of be like a rookie again, right? You know, be the the youngest person, the, the one that had the least experience as if I was again freshman year and uh, just to be able to really ask questions and just want to learn and get better. So I think I did that a lot this year um, in terms both of student teaching because being in an eighth grade U.S. history classroom and having my own class was, you know, an experience in itself. I learned so much it wasn't easy, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't trade anything for it. So that, along with being on the sidelines, coaching, and, you know, just picking the brains again of all the coaches and learning and having them show me the ropes of, This is how you do this. This is how you do that. And seeing everything from a different lens again just has really humbled me, honestly, because there's so much stuff that I don't know. I don't know everything. Obviously, I put out my tips and I put out advice and whatnot for younger players because I feel confident giving advice on stuff that I've experienced myself. So, you know, whether it's being in a shooting slump or, you know, how to get recruited, I feel very confident talking about those things because – I feel like I've I've been through those things, right? I've I've had the struggles. I've had the successes. And if I can give one person a piece of advice that's going to help them either make their life better or, you know, make their – give them another opportunity to do something or change their mind about a way that they think, um, I'm going to do that. So the rest of this, though, you know, everything else going forward is a learning process for me. And I love documenting the journey. That's the whole idea of the YouTube channel, Um, even the Instagram and all the social media, even this podcast. Like, I just want to talk about all the things that I struggled with in the past and that I'm going to continue to struggle with, right? I'm not a coach yet. I can't really call myself a coach. Of course, you know, if I had that role last year, uh, but I still am a beginner. I don't know everything. I don't really know anything. But my thing is I'm so excited to learn and to just get involved with the game and to continue to uh, to to take things from people that are older than me, who have done it more than me, who are more experienced. Um, and that's the, that's the best part. And I think that being able to take stuff from other people and then share it with people who are younger than me who might want to pick my brain is just a super fun thing for me. So just being able to impact not only players, um but other people everyone around me in a positive way has just been you know my goal throughout this entire thing so that's going to be it for the intro to the podcast i know this i don't know if the sound sounds great on here again this is on my phone but again i just want to put stuff out i'm not obsessed with the quality of everything as long as you can understand what i'm saying i think that's really what matters but i'm super excited to kind of take this in any direction and it's not going to have a certain specific focus but it's just going to be a place where I can share my thoughts. And if you guys take anything away, um, I just want you to take away the fact that you can document what you're doing and look back on it and say, wow, like this is unbelievable, right? So for me, looking back at my senior year, when we started making these YouTube videos and me as a player, I realized like how much stuff I didn't know and how much, you know, the experience of being on the team was awesome. But wow, Jen, you didn't know this, this and this, right? So I just think that piece of advice for everybody is I think documenting what you're doing and showing the process of getting to where you want to go is something that's you'll always look back on and be thankful that you did. So I'm super glad I started the YouTube. Um, I wish I had started it earlier, and I've always wanted to kind of start this little podcast. So I think that's that's why I'm starting it now, and that's the direction that I'm heading in. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes from here. But I hope you guys stick around and you've enjoyed the intro episode. So we'll be back with more um, different topics, all that kind of stuff. Don't be afraid to shoot me a DM on Instagram or TikTok, whatever, uh, about a certain topic that you might want me to cover. Um, But I can't wait for it. I'm really excited to do this. So we will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for watching. Check out my website, genfaybasketball.com, if you want any free basketball workouts, if you need some structure in your workouts. Um, And I also do some Zoom training on there just for the summer. But, uh, yeah, so, guys, can't wait to see you in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Take care.